Welcome back to DQB Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we get covered in blood and dance in the woods naked with our pals. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. I have a loincloth on. We're not in the woods right now, so it's fine. I'm not on video, so none of my facial expressions make it matter. No, they don't. Anyway. Welcome to the show. <laughs> we also have Dave. She turned me into a newt. <laughs> uh, I got better. Hey, it's me, Dave. It's Dave. Um, we are beginning our little run here of DQP does Robert Eggers. We're going to start doing some uh, some shorter <laughs> shorter runs of uh, connected movies oh we're not gonna do 12 movies. we're not gonna 12 do 12 weeks 12 of witch movies? movies no we're not gonna do 12 weeks of witch movies we're not gonna do everything that robert eggers has ever done although i think we are doing yeah i mean we kind of everything that he's ever done. <laughs> but it's good he's one of those directors that like really takes his time with his projects sure yeah i think i'm really gonna like this guy um so the first one we're gonna do is 2015's the witch uh it was rated our hour and 32 minutes it was uh not super long. Um didn't need to be. No. Uh if you can't take like more than two minutes of uh no action, then this is not the movie for you. If you like to just like have impending doom like slowly well within you until like finally you fucking wanna die and the movie like finally pays off like in the last hour not hour like at last 20 minutes maybe like 10 <laughs> um then this is the movie for you well yes shane this is the movie for me <laughs> and me yeah okay so like uh spoilers if you haven't watched the movie i don't know why i'm looking at where the camera usually is but i totally just did <laughs> um spoilers if you haven't seen the witch uh we're gonna keep going uh it's about a family in uh, New England that basically gets uh, exiled from their settlement because the dad is like too hardcore Christian. You never really get the exact reason that they were excommunicated. Yeah, he's like, it's it's vague, but like from references, he's like speaking out against the hypocrisy of yeah of the, the local of church the village and which stuff was a no no right. Yeah. Uh, even though that's like part of why a lot of early settlers left England and other countries to come to the to the America, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That doesn't actually matter. <laughs> um, so dad's hyper religious. Everybody's following along, whether they believe it or not. Um, and there's mom, dad, uh, four kids. Five kids. Five there kids. Five kids. Five. In the five, beginning, in the very five. beginning of the movie, there's five kids. A baby, uh, two twins that are pretty young, uh, and that's uh, Mercy and Jonas. And then um, Caleb is like 12, 11, 10, somewhere yeah, in probably. there. Yeah, very mature 10, for that age, but you know, it's 1600, so you, you, he's almost a fucking adult at that point. Yeah. He grew up hard. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Thomason is the oldest, played by uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, um, and she's 15, 16? Yeah, something like that. They, they, at some point, they talk about like basically shoving her off onto another family, like marrying her off. Um, yeah. But, uh, so they move out into the wilderness, and they find a plot of land, and they try to try their godly best to make it. Um, and it goes really bad, really not actually that fast. Cause like they get a house built, yeah. they get like most of a barn built. Like they make it through like the spring and summer and then, uh, um, yeah, they get through like the first season of house on the prairie. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, the baby gets taken, uh, and like they can't find the baby. Uh, they spend a few days looking for the baby, um, while Thomason was watching it. And like, right, like she like looked away for a second. Like she's literally playing peekaboo, and 
she like puts her her face behind her hands and then she like comes out of it and the fucking baby's gone and it's there's nothing you can't see she can't see anything around like yeah. it's gone just like fucking like that you know um so then like everybody's uneasy because like if it's a wolf then that's a problem you know it could take the twins the twins aren't that old they're like you know they're talking but they're like you know three or four they're very small very young yeah very young five six somewhere in there probably five six yeah um yeah like they're running around they're talking but they're not like you know able to defend themselves from anything uh so then uh shit continues to get weirder uh oh yeah and like the the sound like the uh the the uh uh yeah not the soundtrack the score yes score jesus christ (laughs) sometimes i'm like man i need to like work my brain out how do i do that send me send us uh some sudoku DraftyQ at gmail.com. Um, but, I won't do them. <laughs> yeah, me either. That's why my brain is. That's why my brain is mush. Um, but anyway, um, like weird shit keeps happening. Like the twins like tell everybody that they're like talking to this black goat that they have. They sing a song about, about him, how he's like the king. Yeah, and, like, which is like, I mean, I don't see how the dad isn't like, don't talk to animals. And you're talking about a king that isn't God, like, yeah, because he's, he's like so hardcore fucking whatever version of Christianity this is. Probably Protestant. Sure. He's so hardcore about it. And like, everything is blasphemy. And like, you're born in sin. You're born of sin. And you've got to redeem yourself. Like telling like the little kids that they're fucking like, they're damned unless they, you know pray every day and eat yeah. their vitamins and Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Well, a different like, movie. He showed up. It like tackles a lot so ah fuck man. There's so much depth to this movie. Yeah. Because it like tackles a lot and it leaves like so I think I think part of the point you're supposed to like take is that like so like in, in Christianity like the way it's supposed to work which you don't see portrayed very often by modern Christians. Yeah. Is like yeah, the idea is that everyone's a sinner, but the idea is that you are supposed to try to be the best person that you can be. And whatever anyone else is doing, like, doesn't matter. Like, it's not about sure. judgment. It's not about judging other people. Yeah. Like, it's about just trying to be the best that you can be. Right. And, like, having, so, like, like, the Jesus figures for, like, the ideology of, like, this is perfection that you should strive for. Yeah, even you're if not he wasn't to be that. Yeah, you're not expected to be that and even if he wasn't perfect, like that's still like the idea that's to strive for. Right. Yeah. So like the thing there's a lot about this movie that I actually really like because mm-hmm. it tackles the hypocrisy of like modern Christianity. And like the father himself is a hypocrite. All of them are. Yeah, yeah. because it is impossible to not be a hypocrite. Like you are just supposed to try your best to not be yeah. and acknowledge it when you are being. And it's in it's are, be, are being. Yeah. <laughs> it's especially impossible to be, to not be a hypocrite when you're judging people all the time. Yeah. Um, which the father puts himself in a, in that position, uh, continually throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. As a place of judgment because he's like saying God's word and stuff. And like, I don't know. It's weird when we're talking about this because it like feels like I'm saying all oh, this shit's real, <laughs> but because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when he's talking about God's word, he's being a hypocrite, and it's like I'm not trying to preach here. This is just w- what happens in the movie, <laughs> right? And also, I, like, like, feel weird about it. Also, going back to what you said about them talking to the goat, like, yeah, that dude, like, haven't he seen a Slayer album? He should know that yeah, they shouldn't have a goat should know. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's basically a fucking living Baphomet yeah. uh, idol it's running a, around their farm. It's a black-haired goat with big horns. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's interesting, too, right? Like, why would this Christian father keep a black goat? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they're poor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. they don't have any other options. Like, yeah. it, it, if he slaughters the goat, they have meat for a few days. Right. But if he keeps the goat, 
then maybe he can have other baby goats. Yeah. So yeah, I, didn't, the I other... didn't finish the synopsis. No, you didn't. Go ahead. No. Sorry, I was ready to talk about the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, it ends up going bad. Like, everyone ends up dying except for Thomason. She's, like, accused of being the witch the whole time, but really they're being, like, preyed on by a coven of witches and to, like, recruit her by destroying her family. Um, like, basically everyone turns on each other. Uh, like, like we were talking about the dad being a hypocrite. He lets Caleb lie because, uh, they were going into the woods to try and get some food. Um, and he lets Caleb lie about it when they get caught coming back. Uh, and then he lies about, um, having stolen the wife's silver cup and sold it for the traps that were in the woods that they were trying to get the food from. Um, omits the truth. Well, yeah. he, he like, she straight up asks him about it at one point when they're in bed, <laughs> but like later yeah. it becomes an even bigger problem because, um, she goes after Thomason, uh, while she still is like distrusting. She starts being distrusting of her because of the disappearance of the baby. Um, it and also, then it like just keeps going, adding on and on and on. And she does that thing with the children and trying to scare the children, saying that yes, she's a witch. Yes. And then, and then they believe the children instead of her. But like, it also comes at a terrible time when they like accuse her of that because then like the kids get like fucked up by the witches and like the son Caleb like dies uh, from his lie. Basically, he like he's like. Almost acting like he's possessed, but then he literally chokes on an apple, and his lie about the woods was that they were going into the valley because he thought he saw an apple tree. And it's like, the, that was super fucking... That the was truth up. would have set him free. Yeah, the truth would have set him free. Yep. Yeah, me and Dad went into the woods, and then, like, last night, I went into the woods with Sis, and then we got separated, and I fucked a witch. <laughs> Yeah, that was real weird. Yep, <laughs> super weird. Um, Witches do that. They didn't. They didn't show it. Uh, but like, so like, Caleb is definitely like hitting puberty. Like he keeps like stealing glances at Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, and it's Which like weird super it's weird because it's his sister. Um, so they're alone on the prairie. Yeah, but they're you know like with a little house. Yeah. So when they're in the woods alone, like so. Okay, so like the movie goes and like. <laughs> We're getting like way <laughs> off track here. Um, basically, there's a point where they need food and stuff. The parents have been arguing and they're going to basically sell off Thomason, not like sell her, but like, you know, prearranged marriage for gifts selling. It's selling. It's horse trading, but it's your daughter. Um, yeah. Bartering with newfound goods. Only you burst the goods. Um, I keep looking. Stop. Like the camera's yeah. Yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the non a camera, and so do I. It's fucking, it's fucking Jesus real. Christ, Jim. <laughs> anyway, um, so like they overhear, uh, Thomason and Caleb overhear this. Like all the kids actually overhear this. Uh, so Caleb, like, knows where the traps are in the woods. So he's gonna go see if he can get the meat and the, the furs so they can sell the furs they can eat the meat and Thomason's like no I'm coming with you so they, they go into the woods together and then they get separated uh, because they take the horse and uh, something spooks the dog and Caleb goes after the dog and the horse gets spooked the horse gets spooked and drops Thomason she gets knocked out so Caleb's running around in the woods at night I, ca I looked at the camera again that's not there. Uh, he, he's, he's running through the woods at night like a dipshit um, when spooky stuff has been happening. Haven't any of these people seen a fucking horror movie before? That's a joke. Ha! Thank you. So uh, I get it because I don't have TV. Yeah, this is the 1600s. So he eventually like happens upon like a hovel and... Uh, what's her name? Sarah Stevens walks out as the young witch. Uh, and I know I recognize her. What was she in? What else was she in? Nothing. I've never... Oh, she was a Victoria's Secret fashion model. That's 
that's what I knew her from. That's not actually what I know her from. I don't know. She sure. looks like somebody else, I think. But she's a young, attractive woman. And yeah. Caleb's like, whoa. And he follows. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> he follows her into her hovel. And then they find him a few days later, a couple days later. It was like that night, I thought, wasn't it? No, because he like just shows up. Yeah, yeah, I guess he does show up probably a couple yeah, they days. they went looking of... for him, but then he just, like, shows up, like, naked, like, out by the, out by the goat pasture. Yep. The goat fence. But, uh, so he gets cursed, then, uh, the, the little kids are fucked up, and then, That was um, a gnarly scene. Yeah. And then the, uh, the mom... Gets her her titty bit off by a fucking raven, because she has a hallucination that Caleb and the Caleb brings back the baby, yeah, and she's feeding the baby, but it's really a fucking like raven or a crow, nipping at the nip, yeah, and then uh, uh, they lock Thomason and the twins in with the goats, and a witch comes in and. Kills the kids. Does she? I think I don't know if she kills them. We never they see go missing. Yeah, well. we never see the twins' dead bodies. I mean, she they like eat them. Like they're they're witches. I mean, they're yeah, gross. It's probably there's like pustules thing. and like vomit and bile shooting everywhere. They're yeah, they're gross. That's a supernatural reference. Yeah, there's also uh, Julian Richings is the governor of the. Uh, he's death in in Supernatural. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, I love that guy. Yes, he's fantastic. He looks like death. He does. He's creepy as fuck looking. Uh, so then Dad gets gored by the Black Phillip. Uh, falls into the wood pile, which he piled too high. Which there's OSHA, OSHA regulations of how high you're supposed to pile your wood pile. That wood pile was he way. He did not follow those OSHA regulations. Yeah, way past OSHA. Yeah, he would he would have got fined anyway. Uh, but instead, he died. And then Mom attacks Thomason because Thomason's obviously a witch. Um, and then Thomason like uses a fucking like uh, hornbill knife to fuck Mom up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then she in self defense. Self defense. Yeah, she's like trying to strangle her. Uh, so then she like passes out in the house, and then Black Philip comes to her and starts talking to her. Well, she like, goes to Black. Well, Phillip. she goes to Black Philip. It starts talking to her. She signs the book and goes and floats off with the coven. The end. I looked at the camera again. Yeah, you did. Uh, but yeah, so we can talk about the movie now, as opposed to like me trying to stumble through this fucking synopsis and us interrupting it constantly by trying to talk about it. Yeah, the movie was great. Let's go to ratings. Okay. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so like I think the way that this movie is paced is both fantastic and problematic, but only for a general audience. Yeah, this is so this is like a I mean it's an art piece. Yeah. Like this is a like an art house. It's very film. specifically targeted or yeah, not yeah. targeted. It's not targeted. It's not targeted. It is specifically like, made for it, its own storyline. Yeah. It didn't. You didn't. They didn't like change the story to fit a three act structure. And I can tell you that because I've seen the lighthouse uh, twice. Um, the lighthouse is very similar. Yeah. Like I, th I think I'm really gonna like this director. I think this is gonna be like another, like Nolan crush for me. Um, because if you haven't listened to the show, you know that I love Christopher Nolan. Mm. Um, but it, I, I agree with you. Like, and that's one of the things I think I like about this movie so much is that like this was made like to be made. Like yeah. he was like, yeah. I need to make this thing. Like, right. let me make this thing, and he made the thing, and he made the fucking thing. Like, sure. this fantastic movie. I, I The first time I watched this, I actually fell asleep, because I, like, hadn't slept, or I was super tired, or whatever. Um, Excuses. 
But well, so what going into I was like, I have to stay awake. I have to at least finish it. And then I was like, had absolutely no trouble even after working twelve hours yeah. and coming home to watch <laughs> it. Like <laughs> had absolutely no trouble staying awake to watch it. Um because this is like I, it's just one of those types of movies that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think like it, the the weird hits early enough that like it keeps you entertained. It draws you in. It, it's like it's like watching an avalanche in the middle of the night with the moon and you're just like, "Oh fuck, that's going to happen." And you're just like the moon's just like on the mountain. You just kind of barely see the snow as it's coming down, and then like the the it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as it's coming down. You're just like, well, we can't get out of here fast enough. We're gonna die from this, but yeah. we might as well like fucking watch it and get like horrified more and more as it comes, and like then it hits you, and like that's what this movie is like. That's yeah, there's almost like perfect. a peace, peaceful resolve that sits in in the middle of it, though, right? Yeah, you're like, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. But it, like, is still fucking fucked up. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the there's so much there's so much depth to the movie, too. Like, we were talking about, like, you know... Oh, yeah, it, the religious examination yeah, and stuff, the, yeah. The, it tackling, like, the hypocrisy of, like, modern Christianity or even, I mean, I guess Christianity at the time of the movie, but... Yeah. Um, it hits a lot of different notes as far as like questions go like the the you know the kid dies well the baby dies you see the baby get ground up into paste fucking like maybelline anti-aging cream or something and i don't know that i would call it cream it was still chunky <laughs> i got salsa <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like salsa. Oh my god. That's fucked up. Hi. Welcome to Cheers. Me. <laughs> Cheers. I'll never eat salsa the same again. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna eat some salsa later. Be like, I'm gonna look at it and be like, this is somebody's abortion. Oh. <laughs> you, you made it even worse. <laughs> Well, so <laughs> this has been no, that's not your show. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I'm not ending over that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've probably said worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, I I find uh the father very interesting, but the kid like when the kid and his dad go to the woods. Yeah. Um, Caleb and William. Yeah, Caleb. Caleb starts freaking out because they're talking about being born into sin. And yes. Like, you know, Caleb's like, well, what about the, their, his little brother, you know, that got kidnapped and ground up into salsa? Uh, and he, like, starts freaking out. He was like, is he in hell? Like, is he in hell? And, like, the dad doesn't really answer him. He just, like, does his, like, best to... Yeah, he's basically, like... uh I would like to tell you that no, he is in heaven, but I can't because I'm not the one who judges. And that's like the closest he gets to being right <laughs> the whole fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. I I also liked that he avoided giving the Catholic answer. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's in purgatory uh, and you'll never see him again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that I think that that's very interesting uh, to show that dialogue and conversation between the two of them. Mm. Um, and like that could be deconstructed in like a lot of different ways. Uh, but primarily, I, th I, I think that the like main focal point of pulling that out is like you're trying to like because like the, the idea behind like religion is abstract. It like the entire thing, all of it is like these abstract thoughts that you can't really, you, you try your best to put into like some sort of verbiage that makes a lot of sense. But like the idea of death is extremely abstract until you've experienced it. And there's yeah. just, like, once you've experienced it, there's no coming back from it. So like giving these kids 
this like super abstract thought piece that is like meant to be more of a thought piece, less of like a living instruction manual. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, you really get to see like. Although this... I think at this point it's an instruction manual on how to obey, but that's another. <laughs> yeah. So like <laughs> that's another debate. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for the remainder of this podcast, I will be for be referring to religion in a philosophical sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. But I th- I think that there's a lot of like there's a lot of back and forth on I mean whether or not like you should be saying these stuff the stuff to kids because like as somebody who grew up in an extremely religious household I I can tell you like telling your eight year old child that they're damned from birth and they have to repent from whatever or like any little thing could damn them and like having to constantly ask for forgiveness of one's sins is fucking traumatizing. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like, it's like, they just, it just doesn't, it holds too much weight to hear, like, the, the parents, like, say these things to their children. Like, because, you know, as a parent of a child, you're like, you're like the you're like the authority figure. You're the you're the leader uh through life for them. And so to like bestow that kind of guilt upon children is like I think is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um so then and just seeing that kid panic the way he does like I, I it just hits it hits like a certain note for me in particular. Um, and I thought it was done really well, and it's actually probably one of my favorite scenes. And it's, I think it's a hard scene. I think it's a tough scene. Um, if you're really into the movie at that point, like, it's kind of a tough scene to watch because you're like, and that kid, like, the kid that plays Caleb, like, did a fantastic job. Yeah, amazing. Like, he's so good throughout the whole movie. Like, and, uh, Anya obviously, like, has gone on and done some other stuff, and she's like a phenomenal fucking actress. Yeah. Um, but like Caleb, I th- I think really has a spotlight in this movie that uh, uh, gets overshadowed. Um, yeah. Harvey Scrimshaw. So I think I I just I think he does a really good job, and uh, but yeah, that scene in particular is just uh, I don't know it it, it like I said, you can destru- deconstruct it in so many different ways, but it really like hits a lot of notes as far as like bestowing the religion upon children. Yeah. I really like the part where um Caleb is in the bed and they're yes. like praying over him trying yeah. to save him and then the chill- the two uh twins forget their prayers. Yeah. And it's like it's just that's that's a tough scene cuz they're like screaming and like they're like there's like you know they're praying as fast and hard as they can and the kids are like screaming and like falling on the ground. It's just like it's a really yeah. kind of a tough scene too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough scene too. Um you know, once once again we have there's there's an, like the whole movie you could write you could literally take any 5 minutes of this movie and write an entire fucking essay on it. Yeah. And so that scene uh like there there's so much back and forth and one of the things I think Edgar does phenomenally throughout this whole movie is like I hate when all the characters do is argue like they just argue the whole time like it it annoys me yeah but the way he does it in this movie it's there's like a flow to it there's almost like a a rhythm like it's like the they're they like argue and they're talking over each other but the way it I don't I don't know like the way it flows. I would have to watch a couple scenes like multiple times and compare it to stuff that like I hate. Yeah. Um but like the way it flows, it's not like annoying. Like it feels like you're in the room and uncomfortable. Yeah, yes, it does a very good job at that. I agree. Yeah. I really really enjoyed this movie. Uh it's like we all know I'm a horror guy. Um, yes. For the most part, like, you know, I'll admit I'm kind of a horror hound guy, like gore hound guy, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like when I, when I really sit down and think 
I love these type these style of horror movies, like the slow burn, like the like Shane Messner, like like the impending dread. Like mm-hmm. it, like this movie just builds that tension and the dread of the entire movie and then like that payoff. Yeah. Like I I I mean, this is my first time watching this movie and I thought it was fantastic. I love the way they did that. I really like I like when movies only show like the monster or the villain or whatever like once or twice. Yeah. Sparingly. Like, sure. Sparingly and they show it like this one, it's like not quite the end, but you see the you really only see the witch uh when she's eating the goat in the pen. Yeah. You see it before that. A little bit, but like you yeah. don't see her full face or anything. No. You just kind of see her you see her butt. Yep. See her witch butt. Yeah. But yeah, I the way it's the pacing and like there is like the cuz like I was raised religious as well. So like some of this you know, like you said earlier, some yeah. traumatizing stuff for the for the young ones, but uh, that I thought that blends so. I mean, religion blends really well with horror, anyways, if done right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I just love that impending dread and the building of this movie. It's oh, it's so good. The Bible is a book full of hope. Ah. No, it's pretty spooky. Is it? <laughs> it's pretty scary. Yeah, it's kind of a horror movie in and of itself, like yeah. or you know, a horror story. I just wanted to say that I God, really it is killing me. What that I can't remember what this word is. What uh, what's the context? It's basically like, um, what. Like the name of all of the stories and stuff in like the Bible or in other cultures and other religions. Passages? No, not like not like specifically the Bible, not like chapter verse passages, stuff like that. But like a story, like a cultural anecdote. Theology? No. Just like the name of a story. Like there's a a name for for like what those are called what they are parables is it am i looking for parable like a so like a parable is like a story with a moral that yeah like so like all of the creation stories are are this so i guess they would be parables <clears throat> Because there's like a you bunch don't of... mean parable, and I also can't think of the word that. Yeah, you mean. I don't think. Yeah, I was like, I don't think it's parable. It's not parable. parable is similar. I but... know what you mean now. Like all the creation stories, like all of all of the 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 stories that have to do with like religion and stuff. Any religion, yeah. And and like the Bible is just a basically a collection of these stories that have been like if you look at it as like. More of like a if it was retailored instead of as a thing that like actually happened. It's just basically like a collection of these stories, and like they changed the characters and changed how it like aligned to make it one story. Okay, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm talking. I know. I know what you mean, but like, I just can't find. You also don't mean allegory, right? No. Bill from Indy, t- fucking email us or just text it to me because it's going to drive me insane. We dealt in these a lot in multiple classes that we took together. DraftEQ at gmail.com or this is my phone number. Blah, 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 blah. Five, five, five. Yeah, five bleep five. it out. Anyway, like that could also apply to this to this movie, right? Cosmo- cosmogony? No. Um, I don't know. It's I've been trying to think of what this fucking word is for like fifteen minutes, and now <laughs> I can't fucking think about this movie. Um, 
I I really enjoyed this movie both because of what like you guys have been talking about the religious aspect of it um and the the pacing was actually I think like just worked really well with the story and I think that's yeah. something that uh other directors and writers need to think about like does a traditional structure work for your story like generally most of the time it's going to work but if you can if you like it's it's something that happens a lot in in art right in other art forms is like yeah. using using the the media in a different way right you know so like this is sort of an example it's not an extreme example but it's sort of an example of just doing it different and coming out with a result that only works with this story yeah so like I think that's something that other people need to think about. And I know that some, some directors that are very famous have done stuff that doesn't really fit structure. Yeah. Um, Scorsese does it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think there's a lot of people that do it because like a lot of people go to film school and, or at least like read books about writing and it's right. like, Hey, Three act structure. Do it like this. Yeah. Don't copy other people's stuff. Do it this way though. So that everybody's stuff comes out the same way. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of people are worried about like not making money because it's not you know, it's not appealing to the general audience. General audience, yeah. Yeah. It's uh you you learn the rules in order to break them. And a lot of people forget to break them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then you also have like the guys who write, you know, eight to ten books a year, and yeah, it's like I it's, mean, if you're you got to fall into like a formulaic process of right. And I mean, those guys make money, but yeah, they do. Because I mean, there are people that enjoy that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a place for it, but like, there's also a place for just like following your art and like doing yeah. something like this, which. Like there, there are some things that I I'm not a huge fan of, and I don't know if Russell like picked up on it. I know you were talking about like how there was a flow to people arguing and stuff, um. But there's like a particular trope that's in this that I know you have previously talked about despising, but I don't know if like it was bad enough in this. It caught my attention, but I don't know if you got to it. Just like the not letting people talk. And explain what the fuck, like if if anyone like, had had yeah. the chance to explain what was going on at any point, and anyone ever believed them, then it, none of the like last forty minutes of the movie would have happened. Yeah. So the uh, the difference between that bothering me in this movie and that bothering me in other movies is like in this movie, it's like it's like the kids. Like, cause the, the two parents like always discuss, like they always finish their conversation, whether or not one's being honest or not. Yeah. Sort of. You know what I mean? But like the kids are usually the ones being interrupted or being told to shut up or, you know, whatever. And that's, I mean, that, that feels like real life to me. Like if it's, you know, if a kid goes to its parent or the parent goes to the kid and is like, Hey. This thing that I have assumed is already true. What the fuck? And then the kid's like, "Well, you're wrong." But da 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 da. Usually, the kid doesn't get to finish. <laughs> well, the, there's a couple of scenes where they specifically ask for explanations on stuff, and it never gets finished because of varying things happening. And I was just like, that kind of shit bothers me sometimes. And it wasn't a huge deal in this movie. Yeah. Um, but it was like still like, fucking just shut up and listen. Like, sometimes that bothers me. Actually, like, all the time that bothers me. But, yeah. like, like I understand, like, the parents just, like, not... I would understand the parents just, like, not believing them, but let them get their peace out, maybe. You know? Yeah. But... I think it depends on what parents you grew up with. Sure. That was a joke. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's I mean, it was, but it wasn't, too. like... No, I get it. Like, I understand, too. Like, I get it. Like, that's the thing that we constantly have. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, the difference between my upbringing and your upbringing. 
like, you know, that would, you know, whether my parents would believe me or not, they would let me get it all out. Yeah. You know, so I got caught lot. Like my parents weren't necessarily at fault because I did get. I lied a lot. They assumed I was lying. All the I time. got caught lying twice. And then they never believed anything else I said for a sure. long time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I get, I get it. Um, but yeah, I think that that's why it didn't necessarily bother me in this. Because mm. like, there was a couple points where I was like, if you would just finish, let that person finish telling you, like, yeah. you could avoid a lot of hassle. Yeah. But then it also Everybody adds go to back like to the village tonight, right now. Just go, leave, please. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also thought in this one. Or in this particular movie, it added to the, like the impending doom. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Because it's like uh, it, one of the things it reminded me of is uh, in the first season of Game of Thrones when mm. Ned and John and John's headed to the Wall and Ned's headed to go do whatever with Robert. Yeah, he's uh, going go to be, be the hand, hand of yeah. the king. Yeah, and you know they like sort of talk about John's. Like they start to kind of talk about John's parents, yeah. And Ned's like, "Well, I'll tell you next time I see you." Ned never sees him again. <laughs> so, like, yeah. when you rewatch it, that mm-hmm. scene like adds to so much tension of you know oh, Ned man, never like, seeing John just like again. The whole first season, I I liked watching that with people that hadn't read it because I knew I knew how it was gonna end. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yeah, this is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like, it was kind of like that for me. Um, it just kind of added to the, to the like, oh fuck, this shit is gonna get out of hand, and soon. yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, it, it was also acceptable to me, be, probably because of the time frame. Like something that usually isn't acceptable to me is like the, the okay, well we'll leave first thing in the morning. No. You fucking leave now. If you know you're leaving in the morning and you know shit is bad, get your shit together and get the fuck out right now. You don't wait till morning. But like in this, it's probably because of the time period. Like why it didn't bother me, but they you know he says that he's like there's a lot more chance of hurting yourself and like not making it. You know, because I mean they didn't have flashlights. They, yeah, they had like candles and lanterns, but you can't burn the lantern the whole fucking time when you're walking through the night at for eight hours. Yeah, and yeah. like, you know, it's just not gonna happen. So, I mean, that made sense in this because he's not driving a car. Yeah, if he's driving a car, then fucking leave now. Yeah, yeah. So I agree that you know, there's a couple tropes there, um, a couple tropes in the movie, but. It like I don't know. I just I just mostly felt like he did really good with like putting this movie together and like directing everybody and sure for the most part, yeah. 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 I agree. Like I, I did have a little bit of a problem with those two things. Um I don't think I really had any problem that all the acting was pretty good from good to superb. Um yeah. I don't think I've watched a whole movie with Ralph uh Innocent in it. Uh, which was William. The dude has like the deepest, most fucking ridiculous voice ever. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. He should be more prominent in stuff. Because I know he's in stuff. I've seen him in stuff. Uh, oh, he's in The Green Knight. Oh, The Green Knight's so good. Oh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. What? I don't think he talks much. Um, let's see. What's he got coming? He's in the Gallows Pole. Okay. Uh, oh, he's going to be in the Willow series. Oh, oh, nice. I guess I will watch that. Yeah, so there you go. What the fuck is that from? He's in a Western. Don't tell me what it's from, though. Thank you. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> appreciate it. I really do appreciate you, though, IMDb. Thank you. Just not for that. Uh, but do you do you have a, a some some stuff for us? Are you talking about a corner? Yeah. Do we want to go down to the corner? I would go down to the corner. 
I think we should skip down to the corner. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we can't swing there anymore. No, we are not Batman. We're going to take a horse to the corner. Horse. Yeah, yeah take a horse. A horse. And a horse will get spooked by a rabbit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I do not so, want to fall from a horse. We're pulling the carriage. Yeah. We're pulling the carriage to the corner. I'm driving. And there's a witch on the corner, unfortunately. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Oh, Abigail, good to see you. Uh, that was the witch's name. I don't know. Uh, the point of this corner is for you to say... Oh, neat. I don't know who that guy is, but I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he scares me. I hate him. Dave... Oh God. Uh anyways. Give it trivia. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh according to cinematographer Jaron uh Blaschke, the film was shot mostly with available and natural light. That makes sense. That's right. Yes. Uh the premise is based on America's first witch hysteria, set sixty-two years before the infamous Salem witch trials in colonial Massachusetts. Ooh. Ah, uh, just a new. Damn it. Neat. Ah! Uh, the spelling of the title, The Witch, or Vivich, as I like to call it, is how the word was written in the story's period because the letter W was not yet in common use at the time. What? No dubs? There was no dubs. They weren't getting any of the dubs. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know, right? So, how did they say women? Vemen. I mean, they said it. They just didn't write it. Vivoman. They probably didn't just care about women. Keep doing this. Yeah. Okay. Um, just keep going. Just run them over. <laughs> <laughs> Although the film's plot was intended to be taken literally, a director Robert Eggers has spoken about a few small hints he and the filmmakers left throughout the film that one might interpret as reasoning behind the events beyond the obvious supernatural. The film was shot in only Wait, what? 25 days. Whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. 25 days it was shot. Go back to that last piece. Uh, although the film's plot was intended to be taken literally, director Robert Eggers had spoken about a small, a few small hints he and the filmmakers left throughout the film that one might interpret as reasoning behind the events beyond the obvious supernatural. Like, I feel like we should watch it again. Yeah, what? I yeah. don't. How are you supposed to not take it supernatural? Beyond that, I mean, it's supernatural. Beyond that, Beyond. I guess I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't really either. I just thought it was supernatural. Like a few hints that they were actually commuting with the devil. Maybe they were commuting. I don't know. If anyone was actually communing with the devil, I think it was the twins. I agreed. Because they're twins. Yeah. And also they were singing the song to Black Phillip. No. About a goat. And goats are evil. That's not true. Goats are pretty cool. Interesting. Except for that one I punched. Why are you punching goats? Because he kept eating the food out of my hand that I was trying to give to the baby goat. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Gotta feed the baby goats. He was not a baby goat. Uh, uh, hair appears frequently in the film. In colonial New England, hares were considered magical creatures in their own right. They were often associ associated with witches, uh, either as a milk hare, which stole or spoiled milk from the farm animals, or the witch themselves, who were thought able to turn into a hare in order to spy on and influence people. Dude, I saw a hare in front of the house yesterday. Hippity hoppity. Oh shit, there's witches. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, most of the film's dialogue and story were based on writings from the time. I uh, got a few more. Let's do it. According to Robert Eggers, he did not direct Harvey Scrimshaw through most of his difficult scenes in the film. In those scenes, Scrimshaw was directed by Ralph Inson, or yeah, Inson, uh, Innocent, Innocent, Innocent. 
Uh, Eggers had no children at the time, which Ennison was a father of two and frequently works as an acting instructor to children and knew how to better, knew much better how to coach a young boy. This was not planned, but Eggers admitted to Ennison catching on that Scrimshaw had a hard time understanding Eggers' direction. According to Eggers, Ennison used Scrimshaw's passion for soccer and coached him like a Scrimshaw was preparing for a high-stakes game of football. What the fuck? So, that's amazing. So, uni. Thank you. A. Yeah, definitely. And that's amazing on, like, such a level that, like, I'm already enjoying Eggers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm already, like, I think I'm going to love this director. Mm-hmm. So then, like, that that's a staple of a good leader, is to know, like, you know, when you need to let someone else do something. Yep. And so to to know that and notice that and know that he could step up and do that and to let him do that on his set, yeah, is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, two more. Uh, this was the film debut of both Anna Taylor Joy and Sarah uh, Stevens in a credited role. Huh. Just a interesting. Uh, the number one, which is one of my favorite ones, uh, Stephen King, who is often called the master of horror, has stated that he was terrified by this film. Huh. Neat. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just cock-teasing you. Whole time. Yeah, Stephen yeah, King was, like, great. spooked. He was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine he did that. Well, I mean, he, he gets scared. He loves being scared. He does love being scared. And he, like, like that's that's I think that's hilarious because like in earlier interviews people would be they would be like well surely you're not scared of anything and he's just like I'm scared of everything <laughs> why yeah. do you think I write this yeah. <laughs> it all scares me yeah huh but this has been Dave's trivia corner Dave's trivia corner I hired a demon for the outro. Uh, I don't think you hire demons, Dave. I did. I'm I'm pretty sure you like make packs with them. No, that's fine. Like I already paid him. With what? Um, sandwiches. Oh, it's a sandwich should, demon. You should have gave him rupees. Sandwiches. Ruples. No, just chicken. I keep saying it's chicken sandwiches. Tasted like children. It's from Popeyes. It, it definitely tasted like children. <laughs> what? The fuck? <laughs> at, least get, Popeyes. at least you didn't give him Chick Fil A. <laughs> it's true. It burns. It's blessed. <laughs> they bless. Fun fact: oh Chick Fil A blesses all their sandwiches. They bless your fact. day too. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird. When I go to Chick Fil A. They're like, "My pleasure." Like, it's weird, dude. Yeah. Just say you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We just hope you're not hungry on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, no shit. God, that pissed me off you so much. You can fucking starve. Dude, so I used to work at a, a kiosk in a mall, and it was literally like, I'm at the, the like, cross. I, I was at the crossroads. Crossroads, of this, crossroads. Of, of this mall. And, like, I'm on, like, basically the so- south part of the, of the compass rose, and to the north, the north East corner is a Chick Fil A, and I was in like high school, so I only worked Saturday and Sunday. So I was literally like twenty feet from a fucking Chick Fil A. So if I worked on Sunday, I was just like sitting there staring at a closed Chick Fil A the whole day. Like I kill for a fucking chicken sandwich right now. And there wasn't anything else to eat close. That was like the only like food place within like close walking distance to the to the store. It was funny. I have a working theory. What? Are all chick or chuck? Chick-fil-A's? Are Chuck Filet. Chick-fil-A's. At a crossroads? At a crossroads. The one in the town next to us didn't used to be. It is now though. It is now. Yeah. Did the food get better? I haven't been to it since. I don't know. I don't eat there. Crossroads, crossroads, never not the crossroads. Sorry, doing both thugs. 
Well, I that was that. too long. Awkward time. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was over. Everybody shut it off. Um, <laughs> so you guys ready to 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 rate this? I guess I'd rate it. I'd rate it. Okay. I think I'm gonna give this a nine. Damn. I really enjoy it. Um, I. I love Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, Ralph Innocent was fucking great in this. I hate Kit Kate Dickey, but I was supposed to hate her. Um, uh, Harvey Scrimshaw, like holy fuck, one of the best child actors I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, good job directing him, Ralph. Um, I love Julian Richings. He was in it for like a whole sentence, but whatever. Um, <laughs> set the goat. No, that's uh, the governor. They nice. kicked them out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah nice. that sentence to them. Yeah. Ah. To exile. I get yeah. the joke now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, all the acting was fantastic. The movie's beautiful, by the way. We hadn't yeah. talked about that. Like, the cinematography was fantastic. There's yeah, a lot of, like, uh, uh, establishing shots of the country, just like, you know where they are, what season it is, what time of day and like stuff like that. And it's just like setting up everything and it's, it's fucking gorgeous. Um, and I like, pretty much everything about this movie is fantastic. The, the story is great. The pacing, I think for the story is great. Um, like I said, I had a couple of issues with just with like, kind of like the writing, but, um, that's just, more probably personal preference than anything else. Um but yeah, I, I think that's great. It's a nine. Russell. I he's dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> a black Christmas. I'm trying to think of a reason not to give this a 9.9. Cuz I didn't want to, but I think I have to cuz I do literally it. don't have any complaints. Wow. Not even uh the the old lady witch butt. Nah, dude, she could get it. Ew. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. She's got a polymorph into whatever. I think that's actually is, a different though different chick that's a different witch oh maybe um sarah stevens yeah so i think uh there's there's not anything that i dislike about this movie uh, i do think it probably could have been better i don't know how i would have made it better or if eggers could have made it better like i don't <sighs> this movie it, it's just everything that i enjoy about film like it's the pacing is like pretty much perfect. Um, the score is fucking great and tension building, and there's no there's no jump scares. Like it wasn't like it's a horror movie has a couple tropes, but it's more like it's a horror movie movie played as a thriller, and I'm super into that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. The dialogue, I, there was never a point in time where I had a problem with the dialogue. There wasn't anything like not believable. Uh, like the the characters, the reactions, like this felt like I was like in it. Like I was like, I, I don't know. It's 9.9. .9. I don't have any complaints. All right. I mean, it's not perfect because nothing is. I'm never given a movie a 10. But this is as good as Blade Runner? I, yeah, I mean, I think so. Like, this is... Wow. So, another another movie that we haven't done that I would give a 9.9 .9 is The Green Knight. Ooh, okay. Because you mentioned it. Yeah, um, sure. And so, Green Knight, to me, is like Blade Runner for fantasy. Okay. And this, to me, is like Blade Runner for... horror. Okay. That's awesome. Like, I, so... ju I just... I, I don't know, man. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And I just like, maybe it's cause it's really the first time I watched it. Like, cause the first time didn't really count. 
Uh, you know, they only got like a quarter in. Sure. So I don't count. <laughs> right. <laughs> um but <laughs> still a virgin. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I think this movie is fantastic in pretty much every way. Um Yeah, like what my usual problems would be, like it does do a couple things that I guess I would usually have a problem with, but I really felt like everything in the movie made sense the way it went and the way it worked. So, okay. Yeah, 9.9. Dave? I am going to also give it a 9. Right. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Like I talked about earlier, just like the way the the pacing, like that impending dread that just builds and builds and like the tension between the family. I just was, it's so good. There's another movie that I really like. And the main reason I like it is because of that, like similar, like family tension is hereditary. Mm. If you've seen hereditary, mm-hmm. there's a scene in that movie where like the family is sitting at like the dinner table and you're like watching this argument. You're like watching this family, like, tear themselves apart basically yeah and it's super uncomfortable and there's scenes in this movie where it's it's, it reminded me of that and yeah i thought it was great it was spooky there was witch butts in it i give it a nine okay so the witch we've given it a nine uh 9.9 and another nine so eggers is off to a good start yeah he is that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Does Robert, Robert Eggers. Uh, next week, we are going to do um, uh, The Lighthouse. Yep. It's just going to be uh, me and Russell. Dave has some personal stuff going on. Um, Dave's okay. He's fine. I have to He's work. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to work that day. Okay. I and know. The, and the next you week. You told me. Like, oh, we just, I mean. Well, you said personal stuff, and he said he's okay. I just want to clear yeah, the air. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him. Well, he just can't. Well, I mean that. There's nothing. Never mind. He's just not going to be here. He's just not going to be here for the next couple weeks. <clears throat> so it's just going to be me and Russell. Um, but yeah, we're going to do Lighthouse next week. Hopefully, uh, uh, Dave can get us an email of what he thought. I plan on watching it. He plans so. on watching it anyway. So um, you really should. Yeah, I'm gonna. So, thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of us or find us on anything other than whatever you're listening to us on currently, um, our email, draftyq at gmail.com. Send us all your questions and concerns, comments, suggestions, whatever. Um, if you want to find us on anything, just search Drafty Quarters Productions. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. You can also find us on Patreon. Uh, also searching Drafty Quarters Productions. Please support us at our $1 tier so we can make the shows better. Um, there is some content on there. Hopefully in the future, not I'm not promising anything, just but hopefully in the future we have the time to make more content to go on the Patreon. Um, but as of right now, what's on there is on there. Giving us a dollar is out of the goodness of your heart. Uh, or because we entertain you sometimes. But please, please give us that dollar. Once a month. One dollar. Yeah, you can't even buy anything for a dollar anymore. Not even a collect call. Maybe in Arizona, but you, it's like still a dollar seven or whatever, depending mm. on your sales tax just announced today they were going up see like uh not even a month ago there was an article where they interviewed somebody from arizona t and they were like yeah we're never going up never going up always gonna be a dollar 99 cents but we'll figure out what's going on with arizona t and we'll let you know next week on dqp weekly yes t cast yeah all right Thanks for listening. (laughs) Y'all have a good night. Bye. What's thou like to live deliciously?
This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.